Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today's topic, when is it time to say goodbye to your twin flame? This is something a lot of us get caught up in a loop, a cycle, and I'm going to talk about the tough decisions that need to be made. Um, when it's time to say goodbye so that you could get on living a life that is not so complicated anymore in terms of that connection. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, this might be a tough episode for me because, <laughs> as many of you know, especially Robin from Canada, <laughs> we are not twin flames. And I know. We're soulmates. You know, We're soulmates. Right, right. I know. I want to be the twin flames. and No. And so it might be a little bit tough. So if, if I seem a little bit down today, oh God. that's why. Okay. So people, I know you, you guys are, we have a lot of people on here that feel energy. Mm-hmm. They feed off our, you know, the energy and they, they can All sense right, energy. Scott. All right. And they know I'm All down. Right. But in other, other news, my vision board. Yes. My 2021 vision board is going great. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been stopping me all over town. <laughs> I was in the bagel store the other day and, you know, cause I always wear my Know Your Aura shirts and you do. I, everything I own right now has like Mr. Michaela on it and yes. Hummingbirds. Yes. Okay. So like my whole wardrobe. Right. You know, I don't, I don't own any Dolce Gabbani's and I don't own any Gucci belts well, or anything like that. Bill, you're wearing a Bill's hat today. I am wearing a Bill's hat today <laughs> and a Nashville sweatshirt. So that goes against my everything I own as Mr. McKellar. But usually I'm always wearing a Mr. McKellar shirt. And mm-hmm. people do always come up to me and then they say, hey, Scotty, um, <laughs> you know, what's going on with your vision board? Our crazy life. Yeah. Our crazy social existence. Right. Actually, that, uh, believe it or not, this is actually true. Okay. I was in the, uh, I was in the bagel store the other day and I did have my Mr. McKellar shirt on and the guy, and it said, know your aura. And the guy asked me, uh, what's my colors? For real? Yeah, for real. No, this is real. You are a regular there. Yeah, I'm a regular there. And um, I said, you're green and and blue. And he said, yeah, that's what I resonate with. Really? And I got it right. No, I got it right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you could. Because you could read auras now. Yeah. No, I'm I'm 100% sure. You're good at it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. You're usually right. Yeah, I'm 100% sure he was green and blue. But um, so one thing, I have not watched an episode of The Bachelor yet. Proud of you. So that was on my vision board. You actually put yourself to bed the other night when Brianna and I turned it on. And you just like huffed out of the room and put yourself to bed. Yes. I, I think I went to bed at like 9.30. I think you were like mad at us or something. No, I just, you know, it was, I, I mean, I saw like for two seconds, I saw this girl calling herself Queen. Queen Victoria. Like, yeah, something like that. Or Queen of England or something. I don't yeah. know what she was calling herself. It was really. And, it, you know, like it's just too soon for me. You I, don't think it's funny right now. Yeah. It's like if they would have waited like a few months in between the yes. the other season. Yes, with, you've you know, read Claire, Ranted this in a prior episode. Right. Yeah. And I forgot. Zach who won, I think. I don't remember. Bennett and all those guys. Yeah. But it, they, they put it on like the week right after. I can't, I can't handle it. I know. It. They're trying to catch back up with their schedule. Yes. Um, and the other thing is, you know, my dream of swimming with the whale shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, one of your clients invited us, you know, you do to do a party there and while you do the party, I would swim with the whale shark. There you go. So people are, you know, it's coming to, they're trying it's, to help it's you. happening. People yeah. will help you achieve your visions. This is true. But, um, all right. So update so far, so good. 2021. Fantastic. Excellent. Vision boards in check. Um, and the other, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was, yeah. you know, you do a lot of readings Yeah. and you know, sometimes after the reading, I want to like know what happened. No, no names. Of course, you don't tell me the names. Um, and you always have like interesting stories. So I, sometimes I just tell you, why don't you just save that one for the, the podcast? Yeah, you know, I Because I think other true. people like would I, uh, hear it. Sometimes I'll have something crazy, like something crazy happened in a reading or whatever. And I have nobody to tell it to except right. like you. Yeah. 
And if it's something like really crazy, and I always forget. You do always forget. So I'm like, Scott, remember this one. This one's a good one. And I know I'm going to forget. And um, so you'll like, you you try to help me out. Like when it's time to do one of my posts on Instagram where I kind of go through like, hey, what happened this week? Yeah, what was that story again? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what was that? Can you tell me what was that? And you're like that one. I'm like, oh yeah. Um, So this is just, this is interesting. I I love doing pet readings. Uh, You know that, Scott. Like I often say like if I didn't do auras, I'd do dogs and cats it's my favorite thing to do and the way animals talk oh we have to do a podcast episode on this i'm really trying to like put this together um the way animals speak is not with words it's like they make me feel things they make me want to do what they want to do like i'll get needs to like lick something or bite another (laughs) dog or i'll I'll feel like i'll smell things or my mouth will have metallic tastes in it or you don't have you have rabies i get energy i i feel weird like instinctual feelings when i channel a dog especially um wow yeah so i so this week i got to read uh, a veterinarian and she um has fur children those are her kids like her dogs are her kids and her cats are her kids and her one dog is, is like a golden retriever just so you have a visual and um he's had like a lot of issues and if, if she wasn't a veterinarian like it's, it's, it's it was like the amount of issues that you probably would have put the dog down for but because she's a veterinarian and she can handle his care and she knows exactly what to do and she has resources available to her and everything like she could take care of, of her dog because he had a pretty bad cancer and so to to Anyway, so I didn't know any of this. I'm just reading the dog. And what I was getting off the dog is the dog was kind of energy was showing me. Everybody was like way too concerned with him. Like everyone's got so much attention on me and there's like a lot of concern and everyone's always like looking at him funny. And he was kind of showing me not with words, but that feeling of everyone's like just constantly watching me. Like, what the heck is this about? And then I got this vibe that it was in my front legs, in my uh, two front arms, my arms. See, I get confused. <laughs> and I was getting this funny feeling because I'm looking at his picture, so I'm, I'm kind of going back to it. I was getting this feeling of just like weird, wonky, ugh, I don't like it, like, like heebie-jeebie feeling and just this need to like lick or bite or chew or something. So I told her all this, and then she told me the cancer thing. And I guess he's had like all these like incredibly invasive like surgeries he had some like he had to have some ribs removed that were infected with the cancer and things like that but but I'm like but the only thing I feel is like this feeling of being watched all the time and this feeling of like this funny thing in my front legs and she's like well nothing happened to his front legs I'm like okay and then I'm just thinking like well where all where were all his IVs like with the chemo and just like the IVs and the blood and just oh she's like oh yeah she's like that he hated that yeah and like in her doctor mind like that's not a big deal to just take some blood out or put an iv in and then tape it up like that you know and i think anybody that's got an iv like we all kind of are like once it's in you don't feel it or whatever but this she's like yeah he was always trying to like chew it or lick it or rip it out and even to this day he doesn't like anybody going near that area so uh, after all this invasive situations all this cancer all this heart the dog just has a bit of a sensory issue now in its front legs. How funny is that? Isn't that amazing how that's dogs... Amazing. yeah. That's just how dogs are. They, like, they're so in the moment that I think, this, you know, it's yeah. just, it was just... I don't know if it's interesting to anybody else, but to me, I was like, wow, that after all that, that's his takeaway. Like, you don't like anybody no, touching cool. his legs. I like when you tell stories, <laughs> and you probably will forget these too, but I like, and I like when you tell stories about, like, where there's, like, a couple dogs in the house or a dog and a cat. <laughs> I think the other day you were telling me, like, one dog told the other dog his breath stinks or something. Oh, my God. 
Yes, yeah. that was yesterday. Was that from a reading yesterday? Yeah, like yeah. Um, this girl uh, lives with her dogs and she gave me just a picture of both of them. And they were just like sitting next to each other looking at the camera. That's the picture. And there was like a little, I'll say short dog and a tall dog. And the short dog was talking to me. And he was just like, there's something wrong with the other dog. Like, he didn't say that, but I was getting that vibe. And I got this need. I wanted to bite the other dog. And I told her, I'm like, I really just want to bite that other dog on the (laughs) shoulder. And she's like, he does that all the time. And I go, okay, stop there. Because I feel like the tall dog, he goes, like, you can't have him off leash. He goes into instinct mode and he's got a terrible prey drive. And... That the short dog's biting him to be like, calm down. Like when, when she opens the door and he gets like ready to go, he goes into some instinct, crazy dog mode. And the other dog's like, hey, because that's what dogs do. They bite each other to be like, hey, get, be normal. And she's like, yes, the, uh, the tall dog has a horrible prey drive. They've had issues with that. And you can't put him off leash because he just run and run and run and not even know where he was. And um, it's just funny. Like just how they, yeah. they, they talk, their energy speaks it, to each were other. That, were those the dogs, which one had the bad breath? That, so the, then the short dog, was, the, and I go, it, okay, why is the short dog, I'm getting disgusted and I smell something and it's like the other dog, does he have bad breath? And she's like, oh my God, yes. He licks his butt all the time and he's got the worst <laughs> breath. And I'm like, the short dog is complaining about it. Like oh it's a God. real issue. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I just they talk and That's when so I read dogs like I swear they will tell you they'll tell me more about your household because they're so honest without judgment obviously yeah. it's just like all right you're nervous like my owner's nervous this person's this way this person's shut down this person's crazy like they just show you and it's just a great way to read a family too when I kind of look at the dogs yeah um because they talk they tell on you and with love yeah well that that, that is fascinating and from my end you know. I finally got used to it when I hear you barking up there. <laughs> Do not and, bark. <laughs> yeah, like, like a lot of times, like like, like a couple of years back when you're doing readings, I just hear like constant barking. I'm like, what's so. going on? But now I'm just like, oh, it's just Megan being a dog. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. McKellen being a dog. So, um, you know. Oh my gosh. All right. All right. Well, we got a couple of ads to get through. Yes. And let's talk some ads. Thank you guys for always being um, a supporter of our sponsors. I want to talk about Skillshare. I haven't talked about Skillshare in a while, actually. Uh, It's, you know, they're a sponsor of this episode. Um, I like Skillshare because I think it's important. I say this in reading sometimes to go be eight years old again. Like when you were eight, you're like, okay, I'm going to try karate. I'm going to take this art class. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Well, Skillshare, you can do all that stuff and it's just, it's on your phone or it's on your computer. It's on your iPad. It's super easy. So I, I took, for example, this class, um, find your style, five exercises to unlock your creative identity by Andy J pizza. Who's an illustrator, a designer, and a podcaster. And there's 12 lessons in his class and they total an hour and 12 minutes for the whole class. Okay. So they're very short, doable little chapters and you do them on your own time. And you know, there's so many of these types of classes, but in his class, I learned about just kind of finding what your style is. You know, for me, I really love to write and just using that as your identity and just trying to lock it down. And it's just something that, you know, you can incorporate, make more your own and and whatnot. And, um, but they have so many of these things. 
Uh, Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning with so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creative Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth, bring color and beauty and fun to your year, add vivid details and craft complex wonders. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month and you get like unlimited access to I mean, thousands of classes. It's, it's crazy what you can learn on here. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash KYA and get a free trial of premium membership. You get everything's available to you. That's Skillshare.com slash KYA. We have a new sponsor today now. Um, I'm really excited about this. I've used it myself. Do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or have trouble sleeping at least once a week, you're not alone. Many of us do. Personally, I stink at sleeping. I'm not good at it. I get terrible anxiety. Sometimes it wakes me up in the middle of the night. I can't go back to sleep. Um, And it it just makes my days very foggy when I'm like that. And it causes even more anxiety, you know, when you can't sleep and then you're like, why can't I sleep? And it's, it's a terrible cycle. And I've always been trying to find anything that helped. I've tried all sorts of things and I'll, I don't know, they have side effects or I don't like them or whatever. But then through this podcast, I discovered feels. What is feels? So feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Um, It naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Um, For example, like with my issue of sleeplessness or insomnia or like not, I just feel very calm and relaxed and naturally sleepy. And then in the morning, it just evaporates. Like I'm fine. I'm not groggy. There's nothing that... I don't know, like impairs me from the rest of my day. There's no like grogginess or anything. Like if you take other things, you can get groggy. Not with this. Um, It's very easy to take. You place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is finding your right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. So you'll leave room to experiment over the course of a week or two. You may need to take more or less to get the effects that you're after. And they provide you like a brochure and it's, you can, it's very um, understandable and friendly uh, to use. But if you're new to CBD, like I was, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. They're very helpful. And Feels works naturally. It's natural to help you feel better. There's no high, hangover, and no addiction. Um, So join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You save money on every order, and you can pause it or cancel it at any time. So Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash KYA, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash KYA to become a member and get 50% off automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's feels.com slash KYA. All right. So because you're talking about uh, Twin Flames today, I figured, you know, it might be interesting to use some celebrity couples and figure out if they are Twin Flames, maybe they're soulmates, or maybe they're just something else. Yeah. Okay. We know, again, we're not Twin Flames. We are soulmates. Oh, I'm told. Uh, we've astraled together, even though I don't know about it. <laughs> I've astraled, I think, a few times with you. Um, the astral. The astral, yeah. So, all right, here we go. So I have a long list here. Some of these we can probably just run off really quickly. Maybe a couple we'll do in depth. 
All right, so the first couple, I know these people very well. Mm. I've watched the show many times. They're from Vampire Diaries. Oh, yes. Nina Dobrev. Yes. And Ian Summerhalder. I'm a Vampire Diaries fanatic. Okay. I get tingles talking about it. I can't even. Twin flames or soulmates? Okay, so they're... It's just so they're twin flames, and if you know their history, they actually dated in real life for a while or whatever. I feel like Nina was the runner. I'm gonna explain all the twin flame specifics in my spiel coming up. But Nina is purple blue, and Ian is um, indigo green. Ooh. And um, man, I think you feel it. You know, I watch a lot of these shows. Like I watch Outlander, you know, with Jamie and Claire, and I watch other you know shows with romances, and and they work out. There's something about those two. That it just, I feel like it gives us all a kind of stress in a way. Like, and I call it twin flame stress. Like you get a little sweaty or stressed out. And yes, they wrote it that way. I'm not saying, but there's just something between those actors. And then like, as you go down (laughs) the seasons, like when they were breaking up in real life, it feels really different, you know, like between the two of them, even they're great actors. It's just, anyways, they're twin flames. So when I would see them just even off the red, you know, on the red carpet or just, you know, paparazzi photos, it's just, they have that fiery, feisty connection that just couldn't last. It couldn't make it feasibly in the long haul, but man, it makes you invested in that, in that relationship. Yeah, definitely. I mean, do you remember season three, oh, episode four, stop. where Dubrov, Dubrov, her character is Elena? like a vampire? Elena, Elena Damon? Yeah. Remember when her character really got into vampiring? You never watch it with me. When I have it on for the fourth time, you come in and you make horrible fun of me. Okay. And I just say, leave me be. And then Ian's <laughs> character turned into a werewolf? No. Never happened. That All never right. happened. All right. So Twin Flames on those two. Twin Flames. All right. Our next couple, we have Ryan Reynolds yes. and Blake Lively. I get asked about them a lot. Are they Twin Flames, soulmates, or something else? They have a soulmate connection. So soulmates feel more like home. Um, you don't have... Okay. So with Twin Flames, you kind of have to be romantically attracted okay all right um so but soulmates not necessarily so so like you can be soulmates with like a you know your best friend or like a kid or uh like a romantic relationship too could you be could you be soulmates and this is like serious could you Mm -hmm. be soulmates with an like an object no okay like a car but you be soulmates with like an animal like a pet okay you be soulmates with like a pet like that kind of but not like with like a pair of scissors no scott all right just not you know they're, they're, you say serious. No, I, I really was serious. Like, you know, like uh, like lamps. Like with like, your mugs. Like my mugs, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so their soulmate connection. So Blake, you know, she's yellow and purple and Ryan is green and blue. And I feel like they just complement each other really well. Like they both, you know, she's got yellow, he's got green. So they both have that kind of um, need to be independent at times and it, their own identities, but they both have those empath colors, the purple and the blue. And I feel like they definitely have their priorities straight. Like they both have structured their life, like family first, everything else second. And he's got, obviously they both have a great sense of humor towards things. And I feel like that's a soulmate thing too. When you see good senses of humor with a couple, like where they're friends, that's kind of a hallmark of a soulmate relationship, okay. a friendship. All right. And they definitely have that vibe. And, and I'm just saying, you know, your dad, he's a green. Yes. But I really think he's a soulmate with his lamps and his clocks. You know what? Maybe you're be. right. Okay. Maybe you're right. All right. The next couple I have, um, Matt James from The oh, Bachelor. Oh, yes. I have not watched it, by the way. <laughs> and Tyler 
Cameron. So you know the story. I do not. Okay, so Tyler Cameron was on Hannah Brown's, you know, your favorite. Hannah Brown. Hannah yeah. Brown. Well, yeah. She was. She did she have a little falling out. She a but, little bit. Yeah. But she's dug herself out. She's working on it. She is. Okay. All right, anyways. Um, she got canceled. I feel like she's coming back. I don't know. I don't know where she's at on that. She's probably TikToking right now. She does a lot of TikToks, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so she, anyways, Tyler Cameron was like one of the front runners on her season. And then they like were hanging out. Everyone's like, what's going on with those two? But I always felt like they were just friends and, right. you know, like maybe with benefits or whatever, but just mostly friends. Okay. Um, they have a nice friendship. But then Tyler Cameron's best friend is Matt James. Okay? okay. So you know, Matt James was never on any TV shows or anything. He was just going to be casted, I think for Claire season. And then they just oh. scoop. I could have got this wrong, but they scooped him up and made him bachelor. Okay. So anyway, so when they were first introducing Matt James, it was like, that was the thing. Like, Oh, he's Tyler Cameron's best friend. Right. Now Tyler Cameron is green and blue. And he's like, he's from Jupiter, by the way. So he's South Florida. Perp. South he's got Florida. some, I'm sorry, Tyler, what did I call him? He's green and purple. Green and purple. Tyler Cameron. And he's, um, he's got that South Florida purple thing going on. Okay. And Matt James was hanging around him a lot. And I feel like, and I got this too. I was like, are they like douchey together? Cause like, I, like when Matt, when they're together, they were like real like bros and like, he, like there were pictures yeah. of Matt falling asleep on Tyler's shoulder. And you were just like, oh. what are they, just what are they doing out and about like with girls and they're both so handsome and this and that. And what is Matt James color? But he's green and blue. He was just absorbing Tyler's kind of oh. vibe a little bit, which felt inauthentic on Matt. And I did like a write up of Matt James. I hope people are following this. Cause like, here I go off. Yeah. I'm, I know. I'm like, here I go with colors. I'm like manic about it. But like he was wearing some inauthentic purple, which I feel like is t- Matt James is green and blue, but I feel like he started the season. Cause I saw him with inauthentic really? purple from Tyler, from Tyler. And also trying to be cooler than he is. Like, I don't think Matt James is super cool, okay. which is fine. And I really prefer people not to be super cool, honestly, in my own life. So I, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not super cool. So I feel like he tried to be super cool, but he was just absorbing that whole like, hey, bro, relationship, let's be cool. Let's get you okay. on The Bachelor, this and that. that, that. And then he's just going to dump that completely, I feel like, as the season goes on. And that's why I'm watching it, Scott. All right. Because we're seeing a whole Matt James so transformation. basically what I got out of this Yeah, was what did I say? I Matt just James off. and Tyler Cameron <laughs> were kind of hanging out with each other. Right. Alone, alone, or I—I I don't know. They were kind of doing in, their best bestie thing in South Florida. Maybe, yeah, okay. like all over. All right, so a lot probably happened there. We're yeah, not gonna. Right? Okay. I, I mean, I was going more with. I, I think like Bennett from the the previous season the, of the Bachelorette. It just looked like they had a hot boy summer. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right, we, I gotta move on with those two. <laughs> Did I? I, just, mean, I want, hey, whatever. Hap- I don't want to scare away the aura newbies. What, but that's like a lot of color stuff going on there. Whatever happened in Jupiter <laughs> that summer. Between Matt and Tyler. <laughs> we'll leave I don't it think that. between them. Oh, okay. I just think that, like, they had kind of, like, a vibe. And, like, Matt James separate and ha- from Tyler's vibe is a different okay. energy. And Hannah Brown was somehow messed up in all she this. She was in it. She was, she was in, in it, too. It. They all looked like they had a great time this okay. summer. Maybe like, it was we that, were all maybe pandemicing. Like that, maybe was- <laughs> they weren't so much. <laughs> maybe it was, like, that person last week that was talking about the poly- polyamorous thing. I think, like... Uh, yeah, like a platonic polyamorous. How right, about that? Right. Now, maybe not so platonic. I thought Ben, Bennett and Noah might be twin oh, flames. Oh, you loved them. You're still yeah. so last season. Yeah, I know. Because I'm still, <laughs> I'm still processing so last, last season. season. All right. All right, and next, it's super green. All right, the next one I have is Emily Blunt. 
guess. And I can't pronounce his last name, but I know his name from the the, the uh, office. So uh, Jim from the office. Jim from the office. And his John real name is John. John Krasinski or something. Yeah, Krasinski. Like that, something, something like that. that. Yeah. Um, well, they have a soulmate vibe. Soulmate. Okay. Yeah. Again, like I think, like when you see them together, it just makes you kind of calmer and like, okay, like you get them or they feel like they work out or they feel um, cool, calm, and collected. Okay. But you hated them in that movie. I did. Oh, yeah. Not you hated getting, that Don't movie. even get me started right, sorry, with sorry, that. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So speaking of The Office, I, I wanted to run down some of... Now, I know it's a little bit difficult if they're, if they're characters yeah. on the show, but Aura I thought, characters. you know, just for the, the fans of The Office and, and uh, the fans of Oracle, or they might want to know this. So Michael Scott and Jan... I said oh twin, God, twin flames. You know, no, that's no. twin flame relationships are never toxic and abusive. And so Jan's, so, and by the way, yes, they're characters. That would just be a toxic relationship. Okay. That is not a twin flame relationship. Uh, I mean, that's I want to like, be Michael Scott's twin flame. It's <laughs> like the best. I mean, that oh God, one, the dinner party episode. Yeah, I could watch that like on repeat. I know. Every time it comes on, that's your favorite. <laughs> I mean, I, if I, I'm going to be honest right now. If I, you know, I have a twin flame and everyone knows who it is, but I would want Michael Scott to be my twin flame. He, he's if, good. If, if I had a pixel one. Yeah. Like in that. You're like Michael realm. Scott a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> what? Nothing. All right. What about Dwight? And, <laughs> I don't know if that's a, I don't think that's a compliment. <laughs> I want you to read your mug right now out loud to everybody. World's best boss ever. I, I'm not even joking. I'm taking a picture of this right now. Turn it around. <laughs> that's on his desk from the yeah. office. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes, that's right. Hello. Okay. All right. All right. You didn't even get the reference. Uh, what, sorry. Dwight that's and Angela. That's how Michael Scott you are. You can't even see it. <laughs> if, you that's like, if you don't realize you're Michael Scott, then you, you are Michael Scott. If you don't know Michael Scott, Scott, you are the Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. Yeah. That's what Steve Carell says. Yeah. That's so funny. That's you. Yeah, it's me. All, All right, right. Next. Yeah. I even made. <laughs> okay, I got to move on. Dwight and Angela. Dwight. <laughs> Dwight's green, I know. Okay. Angela's She's yellow. Like a green. She's a yellow. You know, I feel like they're just so weird. I can't even put like a right. description on them. What, what about Stanley and Pretzels? Oh, it's just that's a, that's kindred a, spirits. That's kindred spirits. <laughs> <laughs> that's kindred spirits. And oh, what about uh, Ryan and Kelly Kapoor? So cool because like... Um, the temp. Yeah, in their actual life. Okay. So Mindy Kalig and mm. BJ Novak. Yep. So they're on and off again. They have a really... So they have... That's confusing because they have like a soulmate vibe, but they act like twin flames. But I don't feel twin flames on them. I feel more of like a soulmate connection. And then I looked at them more closely because then I had to like, um, go, you know, when I knew we were talking about this seriously, I'm like, okay, I have to find like actual pictures of Mindy. And I looked at her and she's a complicated character as a person. She's very complicated. So I'll start with BJ because he's easier. So he's he's got like a this blue purple thing going on, and he has some green flecks in him, some okay. green takeaways or whatever. Um, which you know he's artistic and I, he's a very. I feel like he's the heart in in this whole thing. Like, and it's funny because in the show it was right, yeah, it was yeah. always it's the opposite. Yeah, like what's his name on the show? I forget. Ryan. Um, Ryan was always going after Kel. Was always avoiding Kelly. Right. But I'll tell you, I feel like in real life it's the opposite. Okay. Because I get that Mindy's more of the runner in a lot of this, and so when I was looking at her aura, she is very blue and purple, but she's got so much inauthentic green, and I just feel like it was the way she was raised in a lot of ways. And I get she puts buffers up. It's very important for her to be an independent and not lean too much on other people and whatnot. She she's just very private. I feel and 
that's they love each other and I feel like they're in love, but they, I, I mean, I'm going to have to say they have a more soulmate connection, but Mindy has some, I don't know, some with letting people in, in the way that maybe is more how other people do things or how, how society does things. She's more ruled by green with that labels or societal expectations on what marriage should look like and things like that. Okay. All right. But she's complicated. Yeah. She's very, that, that sounds she's very deep. She's very layered. That sounds And she feels intense. more comfortable being purple. And then the other stuff she just puts away. All right. Cobra Kai fans. <laughs> the Karate Kid, Danny LaRusso, and Johnny Lawrence. Oh. You know, on the, on the, uh, the new like show. Like their characters, they're, you mean? Yeah, they're characters. Not oh, in real yeah. life. They're like twin flames. They're twin flames. <laughs> yeah. Because... I, don't, no, I mean, yeah. we can't give away spoilers, right? Because we did finish the <laughs> yeah, last no, season. Yeah, no, don't give away. Don't spoiler. So I'm going to say those two are they're twin just, flames all the come way. Come together so beautifully, then push each other away so yes. dramatically. But they don't have a romantic connection. No. We, yet. Yet. Season four, maybe. Right. <laughs> and if they bring... Well, I can't even go into it. Yes. All right, one, another one with The Bachelor. Matt James and the Queen. Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria, that ain't going to happen. That's not happening. No. He's not into the Queens. Nah. Okay. She, she's, I, I saw, like, that's actually when I left the room. Like, she was, like, claiming she was, like, the oh queen of England God. or you something. Know, she got and, that edit, you know. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, obviously. They pick somebody who's like right. that, then they encourage her, then they edit it. It's, like. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's, I'm sure she's not, like, I'm going to say, as self-aware as maybe one needs to be in life. Right. But, I mean, I don't know if anybody deserves that kind of edit. Right, and she'll be the producers. Obviously, put her on the show. Oh yeah, for that. they'll have to keep her. It's too they'll, interesting. Right, they're going to keep her stuck in the middle of the woods in COVID. Like right. we need people like Queen Victoria. Right, so you need to keep the queen on. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so that we're, we're going to put that in something else. Yeah, that's a something else. Okay, Scott Disick. Oh yeah, and Courtney Kardashian. Okay, they're twin flames. Twin flames. Oh my god, Ooh. yeah, you know, and they love each other. And this is like a good example of a twin flame relationship because you can tell. It's, you know, they, they're, they have love and respect for one another and they, even though they, well, Scott screws up a lot, <laughs> she always brings them back mm-hmm. and, and, but he, he loves her and she loves him. I feel like they're, they have an understanding. That's the thing with the twin flame relationship. It's really hard to hate them. So usually like if an ex screws you over, like you hate them, you know, right. and like you just can't with a twin flame. There's just something about it, but it's not toxic. Okay. And I just get with them, you know, he has his issues and whatnot. They're both blue and purple too, but it's like Courtney's more purple and Scott's like more blue a lot of times. And I feel like it just weighs on him. And that's why it's easier for her to give him passes. He has addiction issues and things like that. Okay. It, it does seem like as we've been going through these, it does seem like if the guy is like really involved with one of these twin flame deals. Mm-hmm. He does have some sort of purple bluish color. Is that, is you know, that, is that, it's any no? color. It he any does color. a twin flame okay. thing. Yeah. Okay. It's just how they're going to operate in it sometimes. Okay. I can see it being more like who's the runner, who's the chaser. Got it. I would say green people are more the runners. Okay. And, uh, and the, and the other, and the, I guess bluer purples are more the chasers. The, um, yeah. Chaser. Okay. Unless you're the Nina and Ian relationship. I just, I just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that your favorite Twin Flame? It is. It is. I can tell. Even when I you say that. it, you're like, I just oh, keep watching okay. it. Like, that's easy. I All right. That. I have a few. I don't know if they're couples or not, uh, but I, th- I think it's worth going through these people. Okay. We got Megan the Stallion <laughs> and Pitbull. <laughs> now, she's a stallion. He's uh-huh. a, you know, a bull. They should... They should make yeah. a song together. That sounds like a lot of Twin Flame going there. <laughs> a lot of purple. Mr. Worldwide. 
you know, Megan the Stallion, yeah. not the the the. Uh, I, I see Twin Flame all over that. Okay. Okay. I got the weekend. Okay. Spelled without an e. Right. So it's week and then nd. Yes. You know that person? Yes. Okay. And the baby. Well, I did not know that person, but yeah, Bri- he, Brianna did. The baby is a rapper. <laughs> so, and I think the weekend. Uh huh. Well, it's like part of our week, but I think it's also he's also a rapper, baby. No. No, not a rapper. No, he's, he's a, a something. Singer. Okay, yeah. so singer, whatever. All right, so those two. Okay. Probably Twin Flames. All right. I have Bad Bunny. Okay. That's some sort of singer, rapper. I don't rapper, know that one, I don't but know. And Doja the I know, Cat. I know her, yeah. You know Doja the yeah. Cat. She's a singer? Yeah. That's the girl, right? So those two, bunnies and cats, seemed like they would go together. Are you making fun of all their names? I am making fun of all their names. Like, you know that I'm Mystic <laughs> Michaela, right? <laughs> like. Right. You know. Right. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the last and final one that I have, and by now, if you're a fan of the show, you already know what I'm going to ask. I uh-huh. mean, you don't have to be a genius. I want to know about myself. Oh. And of course, my Amish friend, uh, Jebediah. He, yeah. he claims we're twin flames. Oh this God. is my year, my vision board. I'm trying were, to get yes. rid of him. I I'm thought you got rid of him. I'm the runner. I'm running. <laughs> but he keeps popping up in my life. I think he is some sort of like purple blue. Oh, man. And I must be, I don't know. But I'm trying to get rid of him. But all right. That's good. All right. We got a couple more ads to do before your your speech. Okay. Um, another new sponsor this week. Uh, it's a new year and some of us decide not to procrastinate anymore. So this is a good one for that. We're going to talk about Upstart. So you know that credit card, the one that you're afraid to look at to see what balance it is? If you've been avoiding your debt, it's time to confront it. Upstart can help you face it and finally pay it off, getting this new year off to a healthy start. Sometimes that's self-care, just taking care of that stuff that you've been avoiding, like your credit card debt. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash KYA. That is upstart.com slash KYA. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application, go to upstart.com slash K-Y-A. We have another new friend to the podcast this week, Hydrant. Keep feeling at your best through maximizing your hydration. Did you know that hydration can be tied to improved mood, better focus, and mental clarity? More energy, clearer skin, and more. Water alone doesn't hydrate you as quickly as drinks with an optimized blend of electrolytes. That's where Hydrant comes in. Hydrant is a refreshing drink mix powder made with four key electrolytes, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc. It's made with real fruit juice powder and no artificial sweeteners or synthetic colors. No nonsense, all science. For an extra boost, try the new 
hydrant immunity containing vitamins A, B6, B12, C, and D, along with ginger and turmeric. Water meets wellness in a vitamin-packed drink mix that you can drink hot in these chillier months. Plus, it's backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love it, send it back for a full refund. You really need to try it for yourself to see what I'm talking about. It tastes incredible and it works. Try Hydrant today and save up to 20% on your first order. What are you waiting for? We've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your first order. Go to drinkhydrant.com slash KYA or enter our promo code KYA at checkout. That's drink hydrant, D R I N K H Y D R A N T dot com slash K Y A and enter promo code K Y A for 20% off your first order. Drink hydrant dot com slash K Y A and enter promo code K Y A to save 20%. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast, Hydrant, where water meets wellness. Talking also today about better help. We love our better help. I've talked about them a lot. They're very helpful to me. And me. And Scott. Especially me. <laughs> we talked about that last time. Yeah, I got all the issues. You got everything. Everything. Every, I, everything on the list I have. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? With me, like I've said, sometimes I just need to hash it out with somebody who is an objective third party. Um, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. Send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly or um, video or phone sessions weekly. All without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. This service is available for clients worldwide. There is a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas. Licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief and self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential very convenient. It is professional. These people are professionals. They do not judge you. They listen and they help. It's affordable. Um, You can check out the many reviews online, the many positive reviews online. This is not a crisis line. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash KYA. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash KYA. And thanks again, guys, for listening to our sponsors and supporting them when you can. And now let's get talking about some twin flame goodbye exit strategies. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about when it's time to say goodbye to your twin flame, which if you've had a twin flame relationship, um, ouch, it hurts. Man, that hurts. And no matter how far away you're away from that, maybe it's something happening now or it's something that recently happened or it happened a long time ago. The thing with twin flames is yesterday becomes present moment very easily. So that's another hallmark of a twin flame relationship. Even if it happened forever ago, 
it still can feel like yesterday if you think about it <laughs> too much. And we're going to, we're going to talk about when it's time to say goodbye, when it's time to move on. In episode nine, one of the early episodes, I did a huge deep dive into Twin Flames, um, as well as kindred spirits and soulmate connections and the differences and the nuances of each. The thing with the Twin Flames is it's very consistent throughout your life, whereas a kindred spirit tends to come in or come out and teach you a lesson in a moment. Um, and, and you look back on it fondly, but it's not something that still tears at you today. Um, or a soulmate, for example, they're there usually for a season and it can, or, or a lifetime really. And, but you know, if they're there, it can feel more like a family relationship. Even if it's romantic, you can feel just kind of like a kinship, but twin flames are different. It's instantaneous and it lasts forever. And there's just something about them. So when you meet your twin flame, it's something which completely blows up your life in a moment. It's right there in a moment, instantaneous. You see all of your own stuff within them and they expose all of that stuff in you that you were avoiding and, and you do the same thing to them. And it's, in, it's just intense to say the least. Not everyone has a twin flame in this lifetime. We all have twin flames, but we're not alive at the same time as all of them. Sometimes I sound crazy and this is one of those times, but it's true. <laughs> and I talk about that again on episode nine, but there are some people who have consistent dreams or meditative experiences with somebody and they're not alive, but it feels like it. So you can have a twin flame in this lifetime. You can have them um, on the other side, on another plane, but not everybody has a twin flame relationship experience. And it's totally okay if you don't have one. It's not like your experience here is limited or ruined or anything like that. But a twin flame relationship does come into your life to basically it's, it's one of the ways you'll, your soul has planned on you expediting growth, a major life altering spiritual growth. And many times, well, it doesn't work out in, as a relationship as you hoped it would, there's a larger meaning to the connection, which you see many, many years down the line, you see it. Um, but at some point it's, it is time to say goodbye. We're going to talk about all that. And, and because when you have to break the cord, when you have to move forward and when and how to say goodbye is important for moving on, for getting the lessons that it was supposed to be in the first place. And it's not easy. And there is an underlying thing to understand here, and that is you can love someone forever, but not share a life with them. And that's kind of what you have to do with your twin flames. It's the path that sometimes, honestly, most of the times you must take and it hurts and it guts you to the core to do it. But there comes a point where you end up putting your own soul growth over the relationship itself. You put your own soul contract, which is what you know you were planning on doing here at the very base of your spirit, at the very base of your soul um, on this earth plane. You put that over and beyond this endless twin flame dance back and forth with this other person. So a little twin flame review. And again, episode nine, I go real deep. So you may want to check that one out to learn even more. But as a review, when you meet your twin flame, it is instantaneous. There is no falling in love. It's some sort of energy exchange between you, which is just immediate. You've never felt it before. And it is just, whoa. And it's mutual. And you want to not just be with them, 
it's more of like this physical, spiritual, mental level. It's just you want to be with them in a different way than you've ever wanted to be with anyone. Everyone has that stage in love where, you know, okay, we can't keep our hands off of each other, this or that. But with a twin flame, it's more like you really want to merge with them energetically. You know, it's not even always like a sexual thing. It's just something that's, I just need to be near them. I need to breathe the air they breathe. Twin flames, according to many theories and teachings, are your other soul half. So meeting them here, um, there's this need to merge with it again. It's like souls split in two. And you just want that other side of you back. It's it's just this, and and there's no rhyme or reason to it in this world. So no matter what circumstances you're in or where you're at or what, like all that stuff falls away because the bigger picture is you just want your soul to reunite with their soul, which is can make it very inconvenient <laughs> because you could be in other situations or things could be going on and and all of it falls away. Nothing's important except being near this person and breathing the air they breathe. It's so powerful when you meet your twin flame. Um, All of a sudden, like all the songs make sense and all the movies make sense and all the poems make sense. And you're like, everything makes sense. It's like the world all of a sudden has color and music and it's alive, which is one of the gifts of meeting a twin flame. But there's a flip side to it because the pain, the pain gets harder. Man, it's a gut-wrenching pain. Two sides of the coin with a twin flame. It's polarizing in both directions, full circle, no beginning, no end. You are very opposite people usually, yet entirely the same. Their things they have to work on are your things they have to work on. Your shadow sides are the things they bring out into the light and vice versa. The twin flame relationship can feel like pure absolute magic and completely horrific pain. (laughs) So where you aren't Similar, you end up complementing one another too. Some refer to this as a soul mirror, soul mirror relationships. Their shadows are sought out by your light and it's the same for you. They see you in places no one else can. It's shocking how in touch you are with your own feelings through connecting with them, seeing them and recognizing them. Again, it's a soul expediting experience. You, And that's kind of the point of it too. Um, because honestly, I don't see them working out. I don't see Twin Flames working out a whole lot. So when they do you know, when they do kind of process through it and when they meet each other and, you know, when these relationships go on, you get to see yourself in the soul mirror so clear. You can't hide one thing from yourself anymore. You see all your attributes, all the positives and all the negatives all come out at once. And and this is why these twin flame relationships are so life changing. And what's funny is they're usually like short amounts of time. Like you meet them, it's like a crazy few months and then then the cycle starts where you're like, whoa, what's going on here? Why can't we make this work? Like it's usually a very short amount of time, a short burst of time where this all kind of plays out. Because when you meet your twin flame, you are going to evolve super quick. The changes are fast. The things that you were once fearful of completely fall away. You grow. And that's the whole point. That is a thing that ends up scaring one of you off. Which is why in twin flame relationships, one person always happens to take the chaser role and the other takes the runner role. So one will be chasing the other person who's running because the chaser is like, oh my God, look, I've conquered this. I've conquered that. We can be together. Let's do it. And the other person who's not ready, they dash out of there. And it can switch back and forth. 
you know, the, the runners can become chasers and vice versa. It goes back and forth. But what is interesting is that as much how how much power this is, how much love there is, and how much intensity, it never works out. It's always bad timing. That's another hallmark of a twin flame relationship. It's never somehow the right time. It always feels so amazing, but like, why can't we figure this out? Why can't we just do it? And that's the twin flame mystery. And that's another you're in a twin flame relationship if everything's perfect except we just can't get it together to be together, even though it's so simple, yet it's not because there's like weird issues that we don't understand. Twin flame. The relationship is also like very intense. <laughs> it goes into feelings, emotions, deep talks, high highs, low lows. You end up having your own language with this person. You could talk for hours and hours and hours. You could be in silence for hours and hours. It doesn't matter. There's this conversation constantly that's going on either with words or with energy. It's like nothing you've ever felt. And while you are feeling it all and it's not always good, you can feel so alive, so full of life, and you get glimpses and, and glimmers of what this is all about, what what life is supposed to feel like. And And you keep coming back together as two people. It can go um, silent for a while and end, you know, the runner goes away and it's over, but then something will happen and they turn up and it starts to cycle all over again. But what do you do when the cycle stops completely or you're just thoroughly over it? And that's what we need to talk about today when it's time to give it up. Real quick, there are certain things that happen that bring them back super annoying because you and your twin flame can have telepathy. So like you can talk to them through dreams or just like when you're deeply thinking and you send them a message, their higher self somehow hears it and then they might communicate with you or something. So that can happen. And usually there's like open periods, like sometimes those number dates, like August 8th, like 8-8 or 1-1-1 or 11-11 or certain planetary events can bring the twin flames back. Or What happens is when you've moved on, when you find somebody who's not dramatic and they're not your twin flame and you're finally like, oh my God, like this could work. I could actually be with this person and it's not dramatic. Guess who shows up? Because they sense you're detaching from their energy and then they'll pop back in, like in your DMs or something. It's usually something really lame, like I miss you or just like a hi or something. So they they can sense, um, well, you sense each other really when to communicate and it's just interesting because like, especially after... November 11th, I did like a, an 11-11 meditation and I told everybody, hey, look in your DMs. Those twin flames be coming. They, could be, they be coming back. <laughs> you popping up and be sliding into your DMs. And sure enough, I got lots of messages like, oh my God. And then somebody wrote me, um, what if I'm the one that slid into his DMs? <laughs> so yeah, it, there's just something about those like planetary shifts, those special number dates, portal dates, things like that. And when you're happy and you've kind of energetically detached you know, one another can tell you have a, te- a telepathic connection, an energy connection, a cord that connects you. Okay. The other thing that's interesting with twin flames is you can never like truly hate them. You know, it's so much, it's so easy to hate your ex. It's how you move on, really. You know, you kind of have to hate them. And then it's like, I hate him. He was always, you know, he was, he was so loud when he chewed or, you know, he was so cheap. You know, you can make up all these things that are probably true and then you can like hate them. And, um, it just never happens with a twin flame, which makes it harder. Like you can get super annoyed with them, but you don't like hate on them. You almost wish them the best, like all the time. You don't want them to suffer. And it's because they're the other half of you. I had a client reach out to me about her twin flame. This is why I'm doing this episode because she gave me the idea and I'm like, yeah, I should talk about that. Her twin flame just had a baby. 
social media, you just cannot hide from these twin flames anymore, okay? Every once in a while, you get your creeping fingers on, you go look, happens to the best of us. Um, So she saw that her twin flame just had a baby, you know, with somebody. And she was so happy for him, like so truly intrinsically happy. But she was then really sad. It hurt. Why? hurt too, you know? Now, she's in this wonderful relationship with somebody, and she's very happy with this person. She doesn't want that to change. There it is. There lies the twin flame relationship. It's it's hard to ever complete. You can't stop loving them. You're always going to have a special little part of you that loves them, and you have to learn when you meet your twin flame that that does not have to go away for you to move on. Um, I do have to make a note here. And that is uh, twin flame relationships are never toxic. This is very important. Twin flame relationships are annoying as hell, but they're never toxic. So like if somebody, but they can be, you know, these toxic relationships can be tricky. They, they, they can mess with you. So I just want to make a clarification of if you're with somebody and they're verbally abusive or they're like mooching off of you all the time, like money, or if they have like an undiagnosed mental issue, but they won't seek help or you're constantly caretaking and then they like need you. And then if they don't need you, they ignore you or, you know, they can't even like promise you anything. They just keep pushing you off. Um, or you're, you're find yourself like pleading and begging and you're sad and you're like, please, please, please. It may not be a twin flame relationship. It might just be a really toxic relationship. Like people who are not well or who are manipulative or people just who have issues of their own and can't get it together um, can make a dependent, like a codependent relationship or a toxic relationship seem somehow magical. And it's not, it's just, there's something wrong with that relationship. It's just not a good relationship for you. So there is a difference with that. Narcissists, especially in sociopaths, oh man, they abuse the twin flame thing. They use mind games. They can use love bombing tactics to make you feel like, oh, this is magical. Oh my God. And that's not what a twin flame relationship is. It honestly can feel, a twin flame relationship can almost feel childlike in its pureness, its purity. It's joyful. It's something which makes you feel happy elated, wonderful on cloud nine. You just, you could skip through the rain with this person. It's wonderful. Everything's great. You could do nothing all day with them and just be happy. Okay. Uh, it's a very, yeah, it feels very childlike. The twin, it's just very joy. Like it's not, it's not, how do I put this? It's like, it's innocent. It's innocent. The problem is, is Usually one of you can't see it through and you freak out and you run and the other person's like, Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? And that's when the problems start. (laughs) And so that's when it doesn't get so innocent or fun anymore. Then it gets like, Oh my God, I'm so sad. Like, I just want to hold your hand and jump through the rain with you. (laughs) Don't, don't you want that too? And then they're just like, don't respond to you. You know, that's when it gets hard. All right. So when is it time to let this cycle go? Because it usually is a cycle. You want to move on. You want a relationship that's more permanent, less up and down. First off, the twin flame relationship is one that it's never going to leave your heart. That's the first thing. Like I said, it's a love which will always be buried there. But over time, it does lessen its grip. So I want to give you hope that with time, you'll remember a twin flame relationship with more fondness than with like its aches and pains. And there will always be moments it pops up. 
like a song, your song together, a memory, a mutual friend mentions something like, hey, did you hear what's happening to so-and-so? Like, what? <laughs> you know, and it will feel like yesterday, like my client, when she saw, you know, he had a baby, like, oh, Jesus, like there it is. But it's not impossible to love others and have a, a fulfilled life. I just want you to know that that it's possible because when you're going through it, it sure as hell does not feel that way. This is it. This is the end of it all. I'll never be in love again. The world could end. And if you were holding their hand, you wouldn't even care. That is the power of the connection. Life falls away around them. It's just you two and it's enough. But it's oftentimes just not sustainable. Hence these breaks and the runner chaser thing and the cyclical pull apart back and forth. It's like a flipping hamster wheel. So the first sign is, that it has to be over is when it's just been silent for a long time. They've not contacted you or vice versa. And let's say you do contact them and they just don't get back to you. That's a big sign that it needs to end. You know, just some other signs of twin flames that you might want so you can kind of distinguish it from other types of relationships is time just doesn't exist when you're with them. <laughs> you, Like I said, you could spend hours in silence or hours talking. It's like t- there is no such thing as time, which is a very, it's just a sign of a very spiritual soul connection. There's a recognition between the both of you. There's some sort of feeling like you're destined. This is destined. And it's because you have been together in past lives. Like a twin flame cycle is not this lifetime. It's been many lifetimes for you. Um, and usually it keeps going until in one lifetime you guys figure it out, but it's probably not this one. Very rarely I see them work out. There's just this, like I said, this magnetic attraction. Um, you know, you, you usually share like the same sense of humor, um, the same kind of thoughts or desires or or dreams or things like that. You can have like, like a, like your own, like I said, language or words or sense of humor, um, they they understand you. Maybe you're not an easy person to read and they can read you right away. Um, you guys always forgive each other. You never like hold on to anything. Like I said, it's just you never hate them. <laughs> like like things can happen. You're just like, oh, whatever. I don't even care because it's not even about this lifetime. It's about the perspective, like the big picture that your soul sees, not just you and your ego 3D reality, like he talked to her, like what? Da, da, da. No, it's like, you know what? This is bigger than this little blip lifetime. Many lifetimes. This is this is a different journey that that represents. A um, lot of synchronicities uh, can happen with twin flame relationships. Like, and I talked about this, like I said, in episode nine a lot. Um, let's say like my mother's maiden name is his sister's name or um, I don't know, like my birthday is his parents anniversary like weird things like that but it's and and what's interesting is like you're not just it's not just like one side it's not lo- it's not lost sometimes it has nothing even to do with that like you want to be near them or touch them or be around them but it's it's like when you kiss them or when you're near it's it's not just on a physical level you feel it it's like your brain goes somewhere else it's like a soul thing it's it's a lot it's a multifaceted reaction to them um, you both might have like the same kind, like one of you might be more uh, woke than the other one. So they're interested in that. And that's usually like the runner chaser thing, like where you're like, let me teach you about this. Let me teach you about this. Let me teach you about twin flames. Let me, you know, and then they're like, that's interesting. And then, and then they're like, I can't handle it. I got to run away. Um, but they're into it. You know, they understand it. Uh, yeah. So there's just, 
those are just some. There's many, 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 many signs. I just wanted to define a few of them. Just kind of overall, like your souls have decided to journey together. Your in your mirror soul and you, you're, you've decided to do this journey together, split apart, and then you come, you bump into each other, and it's just hard to shake them. But you have to to keep life moving. So, like I said, if they if there's been a silent, a dead zone in your relationship, it's time to move on. It's time to let it go. Another reason why it would be time to let it go is that they're otherwise entangled in another relationship. Um, they can't choose, you know, you or that person, or they just stay stuck, or or you haven't seen them in a while, and then when you meet up with them again, they're with somebody. Ugh. Overall in life, big lesson I've learned through doing readings, like when Spirit talks to me, and I get this message a lot through readings I do, it's never a good idea to wait for someone else to figure their life out so that you can figure your life out. It gives your control away, and it tells the universe that you don't prioritize yourself. So, like, if they're like making excuses, well, I can't break up with her now because I get this, eh, move on, you know? So if they're entangled in another relationship, um, it's time to just like call me if you're available, you know, I'll, and maybe it'll work out, but it, it, you gotta, it, and I, like, I say that and I realize easier said than done. Like I get that. And that's the other thing with twin flame relationships. A lot of this is easier said than done. <laughs> like you, you can have all this going on, like, you know what you should do, but there's another party that does not fucking care. So that's part of it too. But like, I acknowledge that. Um, But if somebody like leaves a situation with someone else, somebody's dating somebody and they leave them, you don't, you don't want it to be for you. You want it to be because they did it independently of any other reason that they're just, that was their choice and had nothing to do with you. Um, Yes, we come into one another's lives as catalysts you know, as deep revelations that something needs to change, that we need to feel or to move differently in life, that there are choices and other paths we can take if we so choose. But if that person is with somebody, it's time to move on. And same with you. If you're entangled up in someone, it's time to close the door on the twin flame for now. It's just too complicated. It's not going to help. Sometimes the twin flame relationship has to do with you just kind of taking a look around and being like, ooh, okay, something's wrong here. Something, Something's off. I can see everything clearly now. And you have to kind of shut off everything and figure yourself out before you make any moves. Another reason to let it go is if your vibe, your vibration just starts getting really low, you know, it's just, this isn't working out. The cycle of them back and forth and the running and the chasing and the, why can't this work out? And the, why don't you understand? And why don't you feel what I feel? And why can't you admit it? That's a bad vibe for you. Um, You can't control other people. So when they can't get it together to be with you, to commit, even though all these things are real and you feel them, you have to stop. You got to let it go. The thing with twin flames, it can be a little addictive. It can be addictive to be around them. You can throw away all your pride or your list of what, you know, guests, non-negotiables, they go right out the window. So if you see that you're putting all this in and, you know, you're not getting anything back that in terms of lasting commitment, it's also time to let it go because your vibe's getting low. It's not, it's not fun anymore. It's not that innocent, great, wonderful feeling anymore. It sucks. Time to go. Another reason to let them go, um, you, you start getting just really annoyed with them. <laughs> you start getting really... The twin flame relationship is supposed to make you grow. So what happens is usually one, one, of, one party grows and the other party completely shuts down and runs away from growing. And then when they miss you, they come back and try to start it from like point A, and then they're going to take you along. And just when they're about to grow, they run away again. And that's the cycle. So 
when you start to grow and you know, that's the whole point of it. That's the lesson you grew. You can start to just get annoyed, even disgusted with your twin flames behavior. They're immature or they're stuck on that hamster wheel of a life cycle, that cyclical nonsense. And you see that you used to be like that too. And then it gets even more disgusting to you. Like, I don't want to be reminded how sad I was back then. I grew since then. I need to honor my growth. You want them to get off that hamster wheel, see what you've seen. But if they can't and they don't listen, your growth wins. So you so you have such a soul leap that what ultimately happens is you can get totally sick and tired of their nonsense sensical behavior. And man, if you have that moment of disgust, you take that as a gift and you ride it out of the twin flame relationship. It will help you move forward. If you've been there, you know what I mean. Where all of a sudden you look at them and you're like, oh, I don't like you. I'm mad. I'm not mad. Like you don't hate them, but you're just like, ew, I'm done. Just ride that. That's a gift. Ride that. It'll go away. So you got to ride it. You got to ride it. Find someone else. Move on. Move out of state. Whatever you got to do, run. Um, Another reason to let it go is you've met someone who's easy. After a twin flame relationship, you don't realize that love can just be effortless. And that honestly, it really should be that way. Sometimes like when you meet your soulmate, it's just, ah, oh, home, easy. All of a sudden you're just Netflixing together. Ah, oh, Netflix. It's just, we're just in love. It's great. It's all so perfect. So meeting a new person where it's smooth sailing and, you know, they're saying normal things to you like, yeah, I love you. I want this to work. Commitment. Totally normal. Nothing weird about this. You're like, oh my God, is it supposed to be this easy? I mean, you can almost feel like it's not real or like worthy of your attention because you've been so used to like drama, but it is. And the second you meet somebody and you're not like comparing them to the twin flame anymore. Yeah, that's a gift too. ride that. That means something. Because it takes a while not to compare everybody to the twin flame person. But when you meet somebody who you're like, oh my God, I didn't compare them. Hmm, that's a good person. That's good. Um, and it's important to put your soul wants and the ease of love before your tumultuous attractions uh, with your twin flame. Even even though there's never a dull moment, sometimes like just the ease of love, it gets takes a while to get used to thinking that that's good. Because you're just used to drama, so it's kind of like taking a step back and it's it's a quieter type of thing. Because honestly, usually your twin flame is not your ideal of what a romantic relationship or a lifelong relationship looks like. Like, like it's not like when you were little and you were like, this is who I want to marry. Like, it wasn't that situation. <laughs> like, the thing that... Is, was were those feelings? So it's like, oh my god, life is magical. I could fly. I could do anything. This is great fireworks. Oh my god, magic. This kiss me. I go on a different plane of existence. Cloud nine. All right, that part's good. But then just the sad, like the other stuff that comes of the, the falling from that. Not not the instability is not what you pictured. So. Like sometimes they don't want the things you want or they just have, like I said, they usually have these commitment issues or if they're the runner and they've just ghosted you and disappointed you too many times for you to even pretend you have like an ounce of pride left about it anymore. That's the thing with twin flames. They can do all these things to you and you still forgive them and you're like, oh my God, what's wrong? Like this is sad at this point. You know, like I have, you would never put up with that from anybody else except them. So it's not, this, none of this is something you can honestly say you wanted when you envisioned romance, but there's just this inexplicable need to be near them them to just exist with you. Like you don't even care about the specifics. So when you meet someone who's easy and, and it's what you envision is a real relationship and they align with what you want, maybe it's more like quiet sparklers than crazy fireworks. It's calmer, but more lasting. It's a slow burn, not like 
an all-out forest fire. It's manageable. It's lasting. It's different. And you have to choose that. But yes, it's going to hurt. And just a little note, hurting is another hallmark of a twin flame relationship. Pain, which changes you, is the whole thing of it. It turns you inside out. And that is true because it's major soul growth. Oh, side note. I really wanted to get into this. Okay. Pet peeve. Um... These psychics, or I don't, I hate, it's like they give me a bad name. So I get really annoyed because they say that, oh, spells, or I can make your twin flame fall in love with you. Or, you know, you can't make, number one rule of any of this stuff, you can't control other people. Everyone's on their own journey. You can't control them. You can't put a curse on them or they can't put a curse on you. And there's, I mean, people can have negative energy towards you, but it, you know, it's not something that can control, you can't control it. If you can't make somebody fall in love with you. It's like a big, you can't do it. Um, I think that was even in Aladdin, okay? Like the genie said that. Like this is very common knowledge. I have kids, so like Disney movies come up a lot. Um, yeah, you can't make anyone love you. So I, I, just because I read so many people, I'll see like, oh, I paid $1,300 to the psychic and, you know, she's got this crystal and she said that if we pray over the crystal, then he'll fall in love with me. It's like, no, please don't waste your money on that stuff. You can't make anyone fall in love with you. The twin flame relationship, sometimes the whole point of it is for you to just grow and learn and figure yourself out. And then, and then another part of it is saying goodbye which is very hard. And usually they never completely go away. Like I said, they do have a tendency to pop up intermittently throughout your life, but that's part of it. So I just don't want you to waste your money on people who say that they can make something happen that really can't. Saying goodbye is very hard. It's very hard. And you can't always do it to their face or send even an email if they're running in the process of running away from you or they just can't hear you. They're not listening. So sometimes you have to say goodbye in a different way. You have to say goodbye with your heart and you have to say goodbye with your soul. And it's so hard and you have to mean it. You really have to have a conversation with their higher self because that's the part of them which can hear you even if their ego shadowed self won't. And so in ending sometimes a twin flame relationship, it's possible to go just like lie down and go into just a quiet little meditative state and just send out your love to them. You know, I love you. I wish the best for you. I have compassion for you. I'm thankful for what you've taught me. I'm thankful for what you've I hope I've helped you. I'm sorry for the things that couldn't work out. And we need to let this go now. We need to, I need to be free. I need to, I'll always love you, but I need to be free. And you have to send that message out to them and tell them goodbye. You have to cut the cord. And, you know, in the next plane, in the next lifetime, maybe you guys will figure it out. But in this lifetime, usually, if there's those signs we were talking about where it's just not happening, you must let one another go. And while it won't cut them out forever because they are your twin flame, it will lessen it and free up the energy for you. So I want to do this episode just if you're going through it or you're confused or it's just kind of a follow-up, like I said, to episode nine because these things can linger and sometimes you can feel like, oh, I'm so I'm married or I'm with my boyfriend and I'm very happy. But why do I keep dreaming of my twin flame or, you know, why do I do this or why do I do that? Because, you know what I mean? Because, because through their mirror soul, you grew and it's okay to remember that and be thankful for it. But it's not something that necessarily means that this is your forever person or something you want to return to. So I hope this was helpful to you. All right, so that was some amazing stuff on Twin Flames. I think now 
we haven't done this in a little while. Uh, let's do a little aura-splaining. Aura-splaining. All right. So we, we do have the Mystic Mihaela spiritual family. We have them right in on our Facebook group. Um, and we, you know, we pick out some of the stories. Of course, you know, if you want to get picked, probably catch my eye because I'm the one that picks it out. Um, so, you know. All right. Here we go. Alexandra we writes in. Yes. All right. Alexandra says, is it possible to purple bomb yourself? Mm. I had an epiphany while listening to KYA. Most people do. Yes, in the shower. Oh, yes. Okay, so she knows how to get Scotty's attention. That's what she does. All <laughs> that right. sounds creepy, Scott. Yeah, that really. Would get her attention. It really does. I guess you're owning it. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did. In the past, whenever I... <laughs> yeah, I guess I have to. All right. In the past, whenever I've thrown a purple bomb, I always felt relieved because I knew regarding that situation, something had to be changed. Recently, I wonder if I'm purple bombing myself. Okay. Pre-COVID, I had my dream job, touring the world, dancing with a popular recording artist. Wow, now we want Ooh. we have questions. Okay, keep going. Okay, that could be Pitbull. <laughs> I had it, my dream job. Okay, now I'm stuck with my family in Atlanta when normally she's based in Miami. Oh, definitely Pitbull. Uh, because I can't afford the cost of living there right now. I'm grieving my job industry and have incredible FOMO. What's FOMO? Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. All of the work happening only in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, you leave Miami, you're going to get FOMO. But you won't get COVID. But you won't get COVID. Right? <laughs> I feel so stuck and numb and like a passenger Aww. in my life or body right now. I hear you. Even dance classes aren't bringing me any joy. They are actually increasing my anxiety. Because of this, I've gained some weight and just have zero motivation, even though I know I need to stay in shape and continue training. Am I purple bombing myself? Advice is needed. Oh, that's deep. All right, Alexandria. That yeah. You want to take that away? It's Alexandra. Alexandra. I'm sorry. Um, you know, Alexandra, you definitely are purple bombing yourself, and it's fine. You know, I, it's hard. It's hard when you don't feel like you have control. Now you're yellow too, so yellow people have this ability to um, be very perfectionist with themselves and to be very hard on themselves. And you've basically made this pandemic and this whole destruction of your industry somehow you're owning it in yourself and then you're because you don't have control over what's going on outside of you like none of us do um you are taking out that destruction on your own self and you know gaining a few pounds that's not a big deal you know what i mean so you i can see with you you're the type of person like just a little bit changes and, and it's just more fodder for you to continue to be cruel to yourself when your purple chapters change, pages turn, and when you're yellow, you can feel very out of control when that stuff happens. But when you're purple, you kind of need it to happen. So I see with you that purple, yellow, torn feeling going on where you're being pulled in one way and you feel completely out of control and spiraling. So you're doing the purple thing by destructing and taking it out on yourself and being hurtful to yourself. So I would say... With you, the thing you need is to get some sort of semblance of control back. So, and and if if dance classes aren't doing it for you, maybe you got to change your focus. Maybe you got to do yoga instead, or do just something different, or do a different artistic outlet or creative outlet. Maybe photography. Maybe write about it. Maybe do something different. You got to funnel this outward, and then also see that where you are taking your. I guess your uh, your dissatisfaction with your lack of control and placing it on yourself but with you know self-destructive behaviors and talks and things like that does that make sense that makes total sense i'm sorry alexandra yeah. it's very hard out there because like 
you know, these are your, I get it as a dancer too. Like these are your prime years, you know, and the whole industry is just collapsed right now. And you're like, oh my gosh, am I missing out? Am I missing this audition? I should be there. I should be right there. I should be there right now. You are where you are for a reason. There is one, there's a, there is a lesson here and it's about control and it's about what can you do in this moment right now and, and, and sitting in it. And that's hard. Yeah, I mean, and I don't make this offer lightly, Alexandra, but I am obviously trained, and I always make these about myself, as you people know, I am trained to be a break dancer. So oh, a maybe, breaker. Yeah, breaker in the Olympics. So maybe that's another angle for her. For her. Yeah, she could train with me if she wants on breaking. So you're saying shift focus. Shift the focus, yes. All, All right. right, our next one. Thank you, Alexandra. Our next one comes from Sophia. Mm-hmm. Okay, she writes, hi, MM and Scott. I take the bus to and from work every day. And almost every day, someone will start a conversation with me, even though I have my headphones in. They will sometimes last for the whole bus ride. I wonder how long that bus ride is. And people tell me either their life story or something extremely personal. Hmm. I've had a lot of people say, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but, or I feel like you're my therapist. Oh, God. I generally enjoy talking to and listening to people, even though the conversation is usually one-sided and even though I can be drained. My boyfriend does not understand this at all. <laughs> okay, I got this one down. Uh, and thinks I must be making intense eye contact with people <laughs> and also can't fathom how it doesn't bother me. All right. So he might be thinking, hey, like what's going no, on? Yeah, this sounds, sounds like a little like us. You yeah. should get mad at me for that uh, stuff. <laughs> he's also a great listener uh, and gives great advice, but never talk to strangers. Uh, okay. And she sent in a picture, which is very interesting. It's her running on the beach. <laughs> it's a great picture. And then her... Um, it was, she said boyfriend, right? Yeah. Her boyfriend, like giving her like a bear hug. <laughs> it looks like. Yeah. With like a real grimacing like, face stop on. stop talking to people. That's have... kind of what that picture yeah, looks like. Exactly. It's really funny. He's like, yeah. stop it. So, I mean, this one's so an easy you one for me. Explain. Go yeah. Okay. So he is definitely, I think, a red. Yeah. Uh, the boyfriend is definitely a red. And if you guys want to see the picture, just go on the MMSF. Did I say that right? MMSF, yeah. I got it right. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, he's definitely a red. And I think, you see, People would do this to you, but you've learned how to block it out. She's got to yeah. be an indigo. She is. Uh, yeah. So yeah. she's red. She's indigo. That's kind of like us. This red. used I'm, to be me. Yeah. Yeah. This used to be you. All right. I'm the red blue. Although I don't mind talking to people like strangers. Because I actually, you have confidence in yourself being able to tear yourself away. Yes. Like, like I can't do that. No, you can't. Yeah. Um, so she's indigo. He's red blue. Yeah. She feels bad. Probably, you know, probably she, leaving you a want, conversation. No, you want, when you're indigo, she, like you want to talk to them. Yeah. So... All right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So this is what I see. Sophia is yeah. When you're indigo, like you want to talk to somebody and everything, but you can't do that all the time because it just puts out a bad energy for you. You know, like I say, you wake up with a certain amount of energy in your in your bank in your tank, and you have to dole it out yeah. efficiently. To, you know, during the day because if you just keep like using like as a bottomless pit or something for people to take from, you're going to end up with nothing for yourself at the end of the day. And what your boyfriend, he's just trying to say, like, you're not selfish. Just, you know, stop it or yeah, whatever. He, he's just trying. I mean, like me, I used to, I just try to protect you. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's trying, just trying to protect, to protect you, you and protect your energy. Yeah. He may not know what the terms for this, but he, that's really what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and like me too, I like, sometimes you get into all these scenarios. Oh my God. Like, I used to get into so many. Does scenarios. that happen? You used to get so mad. You'd be like, you lead people on. I remember right. that. Yeah. Like that was like, you lead I remember just when I was in college, I would get like all these phone calls or like these people and you're like, you lead people on Megan. And I'm like, I'm just nice. Like I just said, hi. Yeah. Like I'm just, yeah, here's a pencil or like, what do you want to talk about? Or just anything. And you'd be like, you're maybe, and you used to get so mad at me and I didn't understand how to change. Right. But now I just don't talk to anybody except for readings. 
I'm an isolated hermit. <laughs> It's just you and the children. We might need someone to or explain. I need me to be or explain. We need need a volunteer to or explain. You know what? what? You'll get better at it, Sophia. You just have to kind of like the headphones are a good idea. And yeah, don't make eye contact with people. That's important. It's hard to shut down your vibe completely. But um, yeah. That might be a good contest. Or explain. Us. Us. Mr. (laughs) Michaela and Scott. All right. We have two more to do. Stacy. Stacy writes, mm-hmm. huge ship, sh- huge, ship, oh my God. huge shifts uh-huh. happening in my life. Help or explain me, please. I final, I'm finalizing a divorce, moving, going back for a second bachelor's, oh changing careers, a lot going on here, oh my God. and just had a breakup where I realized I'm still not healed from the betrayals in my marriage and have had a lot of unresolved triggers. Ooh, what color is this so far, Scott? Uh, She's I mean, got a lot going on this all a, at the same time. This sounds like hot and, mess, and it's taking her a while to process. It. Purple, hot mess, purple. All right, we'll keep going. Okay, I'm not, I, mean, I could be wrong. All right, um, maybe maybe some blue, even I don't know. Okay, uh, how do I quiet the constant thoughts, anxiety enough to figure out what's real and right for me from spirit, and what's just my ego trying to scare the crap out of me so I stay stuck? I'm overwhelmed and at the same time excited for what's coming next. Help. Thank you. The community, this community has changed my life oh, in a big so way. Oh, so, so that's good. I mean, that's a nice color. I mean, that's a blue yes. or indigo type color. All right. So I'll just take over. I mean, there's a lot going on. <laughs> just, you know what? There's too much going on here for me even to handle. Which is yellow. Which is yellow. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what she did was she, yellow people do this thing, like where they have actual stuff going on in there. Again, it's ba- kind of back to, back to Alexander. It's like the same thing. It's like, her life is life, it, and, and then she's piling stuff on top of it, and then there's this purple thing going on, which feels – she's a tricolor, so she's like a yellow, purple, blue, but the, the purple is coming in to try to like blow up her life a little bit, and the yellow, she's trying to ask like a lot of questions, like how do I do this, and how do I do this, and how do I quiet the anxiety? She wants to control all the feelings that are actually normal right now. So sometimes when crap goes on in your life, it's okay to feel disorganized and messy and like a hot mess and like you have no control and you don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow. And today you're crying and in 15 minutes you're laughing and then you just want to go out with your girls and then you just want to be home. And that's okay. Like to kind of go through all these feelings and yellow people usually have this stopper on it. Like, okay, I have to completely get it together. Let's streamline it. Let's organize it. Let's move through my divorce and my second master's and my da-da-da-da moving. And now let's, what else can yeah. I pile on here? And also I'm a bad person because I didn't make cookies for my neighbor who just moved in. You know, so yellow's got to watch that. They get real crazy on themselves. And when the stress starts piling up, they are like, well, what will solve this is more stuff to do. <laughs> so I, and then also let's not feel our feelings. Let's distract from our feelings. So I would say with you, Stacey, a big thing is to sit in it, feel it, and let yourself just have these emotions and have the things that's going. It's not going to make you fall apart. It'll actually help you gain more control, honestly. Um, and I think that's when the clarity of what is right for you will come out. Excellent. Yeah. All right. We got one more one to more. do. One more. Okay. All right. So Alexa writes, I'd like to think, I don't know, this might have got cut off a little bit. Okay. I'm wondering why I am so empathetic towards toilet paper. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I didn't even know that's a thing. Okay. Okay. So she might be a twin flame with toilet paper. <laughs> so we could, we could add that to the list. Uh, if I go to refill the toilet paper rack and there's one roll left at the bottom, I need to take it out 
refill the rack and then put that roll on the very top to be used first. Hmm. So it seems like she really has a process with toilet paper. Okay. Uh, my thought process is that has been waiting. He has been waiting his turn. I assume that's her boyfriend or her husband. No, no, the toilet paper. Oh, the toilet paper. Oh, yeah. Okay. Her thought is that the toilet paper has been waiting its turn, and it's oh. not fair for the other rolls to cut in line. That okay. This this sounds like a TLC show. <laughs> I mean, this is a lot going on with toilet paper. She's a blue. She's a blue. That's yeah. a blue thing. Blue purple. Blue. Yeah, blue purple. Blue people tend to like give. They personify inanimate objects. Really? Yeah, we talked about this. Remember the girl with the spoons, and she had to put the spoons next to the fork so yes. they were defended in yes. the dishwasher. Yes. Like whatever happened in the dishwasher. Right. Yeah, same thing. Um, or, you know, I think. I do this with like uh, Halloween decorations. Like I can't just get one pumpkin. They have to have a family, you know, little things like that. Um, but she's doing it with toilet paper. That's a blue thing. Well, I have a lot of questions about this. Okay. I gotta, I'm going to probably have to ask her. I'm probably going to have to DM Alexa. her. Because, because think about it. Like you got to use the toilet paper. Do you feel bad about that? Because that's really nasty to the toilet paper. Yeah, does, he, does the toilet paper really want its turn? Right. Or is it like screaming no. like, no, yeah. not me. Don't like, flush me. Yeah. Like they used to have that movie with like the... The vegetables would talk yeah, and everything. Yeah, I forget what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, then you got to be, fl- right, it's got to go flushed. And then there's a whole other journey down there. Once that toilet paper <laughs> gets flushed, who knows what happens, what happens to the toilet to paper? It? I mean, <laughs> there's so many questions here. Or it was uh, a tree. Do you feel bad about that, Alexa? Right. right. <laughs> well, she's so, I mean, very blue, so. I know. I might have just given her a whole new she, complex. She might feel bad about the tree. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, there's a lot of things here that need more explaining. But that's a blue person thing. The inanimate thing. objects get okay. personalities and you know, we feel bad for them. But think, think about it. Like when, I don't know if you were like, were you, okay, so when you were a kid, were you like that with your stuffed animals? Like this, you get to sleep in bed with me and you don't today. And then they would take turns because you, you felt yeah. bad for them. Right, who went like closest to you? Yeah. That kind of thing? Right. Okay. Like who was like at the bottom of the bed? They yeah. would defend your feet against the monsters. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, I had spot. Did you have that too? Yeah, I had spot. 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 Okay. Yeah, he, See? Sat, he stayed at the end of the bed. Did he defend against monsters? He did. Yes. He did. Yeah. So like I think it's – and you're blue. Yeah. So there you go. Like okay. we give personalities to inanimate objects. Like right, your ma- mugs. Like you go up there and you decide who gets in front. Like I, you don't talk about it, but I see you switching up the line every once in a while. Like who gets a turn in front of the shelf sometimes. All right. Well, I think on – you know, I'm going to just stop using toilet paper then. <laughs> Enjoy your life now. Well, <laughs> I want to get you know what I, you know what sponsor I do want that there's one that's like um a bidet. Okay, that would be so cool. It's like it goes actually it's sold out and and gained major popularity during the toilet paper shortage of right. 2020. It's like a it's it goes it sna- no I'm not done talking about this. Stop making eye contact with me. It, <laughs> it 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 snaps on to your existing toilet seat, and I don't know how it hooks up to the water supply, but it bidets your butt. Uh, okay, this show should have been ended three <laughs> minutes ago. Um, and then uh, you don't need toilet paper you know, issues. We've been ending the show really <laughs> weird lately. You know, one was about dancing like Shakira. Now we're talking about not using toilet paper or using things, water things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's wrap this up. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. I appreciate you. This podcast is for you and about you. 
You all take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing whilst you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. Then cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.